Good morning and welcome to Holminster. My name is Rob, I'm the Associate Vicar here at Holminster and I'm going to be leading the service this morning together with other members of the Holminster community. I'm so glad that you could join us today. With God nothing will be impossible. For he is our God. And the God of salvation is making all things new. Amen. We come from scattered lives to meet with God. Let us recognise his presence among us. As God's people we have gathered, let us worship him together. Let's pray. Father God, on Father's Day, we come into your loving arms to enter into your embrace as your children. Come by your Spirit and pour your love into our hearts as we worship you. In the name of Jesus we pray. Amen.
let us pray. Faithful Creator, whose mercy never fails, deepen our faithfulness to you and to your living word, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Jesus said, before you offer your gift, go and be reconciled. As sisters and brothers in God's family, we come together to ask our Father for forgiveness. Let us return to the Lord and say to him, Father, we have sinned against heaven and against you. We are not worthy to be called your children. We turn to you again. Have mercy on us. Bring us back to yourself as those who were once dead, but now have life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. So may the God of love bring us back to himself, forgive us our sins, and assure us of his eternal love. In Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. In my work as a school chaplain in a large secondary school in Hull, Archbishop Sentamu Academy, much of my days are spent listening to children and young people, and staff in fact, but mostly children and young people, um, as they are struggling with different things in their lives. I often listen to them as they walk through some of their lowest points in their lives, and it's almost invariably um, through bereavement. One of the things I began to notice early on when I started this role was how, as people spoke about their bereavement in the here and now, it tapped into a deep sense of loss that they were also carrying that they'd never spoken about. Very quickly, they would come to tell me how their dad wasn't around, their dad wasn't available to them, or their dad had never been around. And I realised that the scale of fatherlessness that this generation of children and young people are facing is significant. And I noticed the impact of that on these children and young people and the struggles that they face with the absence of a dad. I contrast that with my own fortunate experience really as I think about it now because I had a great dad um, He wasn't perfect, but he was a good dad to me. And we as a family have recently walked through the experience of his death just 12 months ago. And whilst we mourn his loss, we also celebrate with thankfulness all that he was and still is to us. And I realise on this Father's Day that, that both I and the children and young people I serve need so much to know the Father's love, the Father heart of God. And my hope and my prayer is that as I serve children and young people, that they would um, see something of God's goodness and God's love and compassion for them, that they would experience what a good father could be like through God's love.
A reading from Romans 5, verses 1 to 8. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. And we boast in the hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings, because we know that suffering produces perseverance. Perseverance, character, and character, hope. And hope does not put us to shame, because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit, who has been given to us. You see, at just the right time, when we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. Very rarely will anyone die for a righteous person, though for a good person, someone might possibly dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Reading from Matthew chapter 9, beginning at verse 35. Jesus went through all the towns and villages, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom, and healing every disease and sickness. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. Jesus called his twelve disciples to him and gave them authority to drive out impure spirits and to heal every disease and sickness. These are the names of the twelve apostles. First, Simon, who is called Peter, and his brother Andrew. James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John. Philip and Bartholomew. Thomas and Matthew, the tax collector, James, the son of Alphaeus and Thaddeus, Simon the Zealot, and Judas Iscariot, who betrayed him. These twelve Jesus sent out with the following instructions. Don't go among the Gentiles or enter any town of the Samaritans. Go rather to the lost sheep of Israel. As you go, Proclaim this message. The kingdom of heaven has come near. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse those who have leprosy, drive out demons. Freely you have received, freely give. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Good morning. My name is Bishop Eleanor and I'm the Bishop of Hull and I join our service this morning at Hullminster, the second Sunday of Trinity, which is also Father's Day. Let me pray. May the words of my lips and the meditations in our hearts be now and always in ever-living fellowship with you, our God, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. There's a particular part of our liturgy in the Church of England that fills me with great joy. It's a very small part and easy to miss, but in one of the biddings to pray together the Lord's Prayer, 
we are encouraged in confidence to pray as Christ has taught us. In confidence. And the first words that we pray in that prayer are our Father. In confidence to say together, our Father. We are children of God. And our scriptures today show us the gift and the grace and the cost that God is willing to pay for us to know and to claim our identity as children of God, our Father. In Christ, we see him looking out over the crowd and being moved with compassion. Compassion is the character most attributed to Christ. He's often remarked as being full of compassion or seeing someone and having compassion. And here we see God's heart for people in need of their identity being given to them afresh to know they are beloved children of God. And in our epistle, we see the power of this gift, this gift of grace that we have not earned. When we ourselves become parents, there's no way that our children can do anything to make themselves our children. My two children can't make themselves any more my children by how they behave. They are my children. And we are children of God. This is the gift that God has given to us. And so when we own that identity, when we receive that identity, which we can do through Christ, we are then able to say in confidence together, our Father. And no matter how many times we may have prayed that prayer, we must never lose the wonder and the power of that statement together. Our Father. I love that in our scriptures today, we see this particular moment of this salvation journey being given to us. Jesus, having compassion for the crowd, then calls the disciples, he calls the few for the sake of the many. It's his response to the all that makes him invest in the few. And Jesus, in his culture of the people of Israel, calls 12 disciples to represent the 12 tribes of Israel. And then he sends them to Israel. But we know that we ourselves are part of this ongoing story. That at many other points, Jesus calls, commissions and sends. And we see this particularly in the resurrection appearances of Christ, calling Saul a persecutor of the church. His appearance and commission to Saul means that Saul is made new into Paul. And Paul becomes a missionary, a bearer of the gospel. And I love particularly the language with which we see this fresh creation and commissioning with Mary Magdalene when Jesus meets her at the empty tomb. 
he uses a phraseology with Mary that is the covenant language that we see throughout scripture and particularly in the Old Testament as a first covenant. He says to her, don't hold to me because I have not yet ascended to my God and your God, my father and your father. And that language, that phrasing is covenant language. And covenant language means being made family. One of the beautiful times we see this in scripture is in the book of Ruth, where Ruth says to Naomi, her mother-in-law, don't let me leave you. Your people will be my people. Your God will be my God. That's the same phrasing of language, which means we will be family together. And Jesus gives that language to us. My God, your God, my father, your father. It's powerful language. And that's what shapes our confidence. One of the um, experiences in my life that has helped me to most appreciate this is actually my time as a barmaid. I became a Christian in my teenage years and was baptised at 19 and quite soon had a sense of, of um, wanting to be part of the, of the life of our church. And I used to work in pubs and churches at the same time um, and found that that was quite a helpful combination, um, particularly in small communities. And I um, have to say the conversations in the pubs were very much often about God and about conversations, particularly when people found out that I also worked in the church. And given that this is Father's Day, um, I'll share that in my own family lineage, I then discovered, which I didn't know at this point, that my great grandfather was part of the Catholic Church and was from Germany and the Elysian Order of Monks as a layman in that order and came over to Manchester and met my great-grandmother um, as he ministered to someone in their family. Um, they met and fell in love and he left his monastic vows to marry her and her role was she used to run off licences. And the story goes that she used to make the money and he used to give it away. So in my own family lineage, I discovered that um, working in that combination of pubs and churches probably went back in my own ancestry. But the thing that would happen to me in um, as a barmaid is that so, so often the most familiar way that people would think about God was this idea of some heavenly scales. And people would say, you know, I don't quite know what I think, but at the end, I've probably been good enough. I think overall, I've probably weighed up, I've probably done all right. And this idea that, that God wasn't a compassionate being in desperate parental desire to be in relationship with us, but was a kind of impassive judge that would scale up whether or not our deeds had been done in goodness or in evil, was the most common way here I found as being a barmaid in England that people thought about God. And so often conversations to the church was about what was good or not, what was right or wrong. And that conversation question, as helpful and good as it is, adds to that sense of an impassive scale weighing ourselves up. That is not Christianity. And when I became a Christian, I was almost outraged that I'd never actually heard the gospel explained to me. That this is not a gift that we can earn, 
But this is a gift that God has done for us, that we are children of the living God and that Christ himself, God's son, has given that identity to us through his death and resurrection, through his passion. And so as children of the living God, and as Romans and the epistle speaks to us, we desire and journey and long to live more into our identity. And so we're not expecting our lives to be simple and to go well. That's not what this means to have God as our father. It means that in Christ, we can live with him. And that just as he sent, was sent and in that sending experience, suffering and pain, we will not be afraid of that either. That we will suffer as well in order to be able to express the heart and the passion of God. That suffering produces endurance. Endurance produces character and character produces hope. And hope does not disappoint us because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit that has been given to us. So just as today, we in confidence remember that we have a heavenly father. May we also seek to have hearts full of parental compassion that will pour ourselves out to extend ourselves in compassion to all of God's creation as testament of his love for us and for this world to which Christ came. Amen.
let us declare our faith in God. We believe in God the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named. We believe in God the Son, who lives in our hearts through faith and fills us with his love. We believe in God the Holy Spirit, who strengthens us with power from on high. We believe in one God, Father, Son and Holy Spirit. Amen. The response to the bidding Father of all is hear your children's prayer. Father of all, hear your children's prayer. Let us pray for the church and for the world and let us thank God for his goodness. Sovereign Lord, your son has revealed you as our heavenly father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named. You have made your church a spiritual family and a household of faith, where we are reborn through baptism as the brothers and sisters of Christ. Strengthen Justin and Stephen, our archbishops, and all those who minister in your name, that they may serve their congregations faithfully and prayerfully. Father of all, hear your children's prayer. Father God, you sent your son to give his life as a ransom for all. We remember fathers who helplessly watched their children suffer and die from malnutrition because of famine, drought, flood or war. At this time, we pray for the people of Ukraine and those affected by the wildfires in Canada. We pray for the fathers where recent disasters have occurred and those taking their children in hope onto the high seas. Father of all, hear your children's prayer. Father God, you gave your son a share of the life of a family in Nazareth. We thank you for our families, for fathers who provide a loving home for their children and rejoice in their achievements, for those who shoulder caring responsibilities for their children and grandchildren, for those who struggle to support their children, and those whose families are fractured by discord and misunderstanding. We pray for those who long to become fathers, those who are unable to become fathers, and those who foster and adopt children. At this time, we also remember those children who have lost their fathers or have no contact with them. Guide and bless them all, Heavenly Father, and let them know the peace of your love. Father of all, hear your children's prayer. Your son drew around him a company of friends. We remember in our prayers our families, friends and neighbours and ask that you bring love and joy to all who are alone or isolated from their communities. We thank you for those who work in our communities, who support and help those who struggle and experience loneliness. And we remember all volunteers who bring so much to our communities. Father of all, hear your children's prayer. Healing God, we bring before you all those who suffer in body, mind or spirit, remembering now those known to us. 
We thank you for all who care for our loved ones and all those who work to research and develop new advances in care, surgery and treatment. Bless and guide everyone in the caring professions and those who support them. We remember also all those who have died in the faith of Christ. On this day, we think of those mourning their fathers, fathers who have lost children, and those who are remembering the anniversary of a death. Bring us with them to the joy of your home in heaven. Father of all, hear your children's prayer. Heavenly Father, you entrusted your son Jesus, the child of Mary, to the care of Joseph, an earthly father. Bless all fathers as they care for their families. Give them strength and wisdom, tenderness and patience. Support them in the work they have to do, protecting those who look to them, as we look to you for love and salvation. Through Jesus Christ, our rock and defender. Amen. Jesus taught us to call God our Father, so in faith and trust we pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours and now and forever. Amen. Amen. You are my vision, O King of my heart. Nothing else
Thank you very much for joining us for worship today at Holminster. Whatever Father's Day may hold for you today, I do pray that you would know the loving embrace of God, our Heavenly Father. So we end our service today with a blessing. May the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth receives its name, strengthen you with his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, and that, knowing his love, broad and long, deep and high beyond our knowledge, you may be filled with all the fullness of God, and the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, be among you and remain with you and those whom you love, now and always. Amen.